Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today we are continuing the talk on athletic development, which is the topic of the week. But we've got a very special show for you today. It's a physio special. We've got two exceptional sports physiotherapists here, and they're going to be talking to you about athletic development and injury. Greetings. If you're new to the tribe, Rich is behind the mix. Rad is at the table with me, Yanni Bormeister, and we are Unity Gym experts at turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by the Unify Movement System, the only online program effectively balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. Get daily coaching by us plus our epic foundations prep program and revolutionary strength balance blueprint, structural balance blueprint to create your ideal program and optimize your performance. Now as a valued listener tribe, use the link in the description to get your first month free. Before we get started, big warm welcome. If you're on the live stream in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group, leave a comment and we'll send you some love. Remember, anyone can join and interact. And lastly, shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay. Hit that like button, support the channel and subscribe if you like what you see. Okay, guys, we are joined today by Phil White and Nilesh Murti from ADPT Physio. This is a physio special show. Uh, how are you guys going today? Very well. I can see um, Nilesh cringing in the corner there as, as we've been improperly introduced by Rad because uh, the sports physio is actually like a title. So uh, it's like saying, hey, we've got two cardiologists here and, we're, and you're just talking to a couple of doctors. So just to clear that up, because I know if some physios who were titled who, you know, heard Rad say that, that'd be, you know, banging the door down. But so I just wanted to jump in there, clear it up. But um, in three months, you can call me that. Yeah, so that Nilesh is uh, yeah, currently studying nonstop to be able to be called a sports physio. Oh, well, you heard it here first then. <laughs> <laughs> Raz is just jumping the gun. He likes doing that. He's quick oh, out no, of the it's box. Just, it, you kind of wouldn't even think it because like, you know, the, the type of physio that we're really passionate about is, is around you know, people who are looking for athletic uh, development, but it's you know, the, the, the specialization side of things isn't as well known in physio. So Good there you stuff. go, hot, hot topic. Good stuff. So uh, before we get started, um, we want to rip out the question yeah, of the so day. Have you got a question for the listeners, Phil? Yeah, so have you started any new <laughs> sports and activity this year? Because our topic today is really talking about um, overtraining and we loved and basically, you know, injuries that kind of result from maybe uh, going a bit hard at something something new. So keen to hear if you have started anything new this year and hopefully we'll hear some stories of success and not injury. Yeah, we've got a couple coming um, through. That's and Sorry, if you do have any sort of specific questions around sort of uh, physiotherapy, obviously we can't do, uh, it's not a consultation, so please we're just giving general advice. But if you do have any, you, you know, you want any help and want any, um, you know, guidance on questions to either uh, ask the health professionals you're already working with or potentially work with us um, online, as long as you're not from the US, um, then yeah, do, do get some questions in the chat here and we'll try and get them to, to them today. Awesome. Let's quickly send some love to Craig Jenkins, uh, Joseph Gilbert, Clay Conway, uh, I was going to say Phil White, but <laughs> he's here. <Hello. laughs> and uh, we've got some answers coming through already, which, which we'll get to soon. But first, we want to uh, want to kick this off with um, just we, today. We're really going to be dialing in, uh, of course, the drum of load management. But we want to talk about um, uh, why it's so important to be patient with your goals, especially if you're starting a new physical activity or sport. Uh, we just had an interesting discussion with a friend of ours who I used to go to school with and a lot of our friends are, are picking up sports sort of late in their uh, 30s and 40s again, sports they used to play when they were young and they're all experiencing uh, injury and, and, and knee problems and things like that and 
The reality is that the majority of them are just overdoing it. They're, they're going at it too fast and not building a solid base or a foundation, we like to call it here. But this problem is not limited to, uh, you know, general pops and everyday uh, weekend warriors. This, you know, the more we talk to Nilesh, who's working with uh, athletes, uh, it's actually uh, an issue that professional athletes have too. So why don't you share a little bit of insight into your experiences working with pro athletes having the same problem? They're being impatient with their training and their goals. Yeah, mate. So it's funny. We, we see this day in, day out, and actually we see it end of or start of every season so we'll have a guy or an athlete that's 16 you know training 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 to you so they can get drafted and they get they get selected to come into the big leagues and they do at the age of 18 and they normally rock up an injury o- overuse injury or a bone injury or something that's going to actually limit them to stop training now so when it actually matters when they need to perform when they get drafted to afl most of them will rock up injured yeah. yeah, there's and just so much pressure on that that draft, like to to get the team yeah. you, you know you want, and to, there's like such a like, you know the um, being the in the top ten in the draft is such a like badge of honor that these kids just like cook you, get, you get that identity, <laughs> but when you get there and you rock up and then you rock up to day one of preseason and you're doing a hammy, you've got some lower back stuff, you've got a bone stress, and then you go. So what did your past twelve months look like? Oh man, I just trained every day. I had a coach for running, had a coach for sprinting, had a coach for footy, had. I did boxing in the side as well. I did seven days, but I made it. But then, <laughs> then you know, Head like broken. when when that when it actually matters, it, yeah. they're done. They we, we got to take wow. the um, key out of the engine and rebuild yeah. it again. And so like, there's and been so many stories of top ten draft picks who've yeah, like their careers broken, have just yeah. it, it's yeah. it's a common thing. Uh, and then as as you know, like if the top ten's a label or identity, then you become you get identified as that in, new injured kid. Yeah, you know, right. so obviously it dies into what we've spoken about before, identity. But you know, it's overuse, over injury, overtraining, and ultimately you want progressive overload, which I, I don't think anyone does. They just want to get to the goal yeah. in week one or day one. I so. just want to highlight something and, and bring it back to something that Nilesh said a couple of weeks ago, which was it's high load. That, um, high load doesn't hurt people; it's how you get there. And I think that's Correct. just a, such a key thing to understand. And sometimes the term overuse can kind of put people off a bit, being like, "Oh, you know, I can't. You know, I don't want to be." pursuing like sports because then if I do something too intense like you know I might hurt myself but it's okay to understand if you prepare your body and you give yourself adequate rest on that journey to the high load then there's no reason why the body can't handle it well it's just it's it's how you get there so yeah absolutely and I had my own personal experience with this last year when I decided I'd start running again I failed to um, progress my rehab after a knee reconstruction into running again just purely because I didn't really make the time it was not something that I couldn't do I just didn't do it because we just opened the gym and I was busy and I just figured that I'd just focus on my gym training and that would be okay uh, of course, naturally, me being a, a bit of an idiot, went um, went at it exactly the wrong way. And my first day decided to run. I thought, okay, I looked at looked at the map, thought, ah, oh, it's about a five k run over to the uh, city and back, and uh, and and just went at it, and uh, and c- could hardly walk for a week afterwards, and 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 you know, really flared up some issues in my body that I've dealt with for a while now after that surgery and uh, and Phil just sort of looked at me and th- looked at me as as the idiot that I was uh, and said why did you go and run like that straight away and you know it's really funny because you don't you don't you don't usually remember yourself as someone who can't do the thing you remember yourself as the the pinnacle or the peak that you were at you know and and uh, and I've like run a lot in my life I used to play high level f- uh, rugby league then soccer and when I was even when I was boxing I was running all the time um and so you know this this 
notion of progressive overload and load management, it just gets like forgotten by a lot of people. Yeah. And, and even myself, who who is teaching people to do this, you know, that's it's it's quite embarrassing, you know. It's it's, it's funny, Yanni. You said you know you've tried to rehab your knee and went out for a run. Let me guess, the thing that got sore wasn't your knee. It's you know you end up coming away with a calf injury oh, yeah, or your foot gets sore or your lower back gets sore and it, yeah. it's just a never-ending train if you obviously start running or going down the hill straight away instead of climbing up the hill so yeah yeah that's right you never really can choose where it was i mean i had this like baker's cyst that blows up at the back of the knee and then i've got perennial pain and it's just oh it goes all over the place but it look, look I, per, perennial uh, <laughs> i am uh, i am looking good i'm looking good now i'm 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 running but it but it was six months of progressive overload you know and and it, and and i regress back to walking and and that and then you know building up to walking every day and then building up to walk running and then building up to walk uh, running once a week and now I'm running twice a week or three times a week and uh, and walking the rest of the days and yeah it's you know my fitness is coming back my speed is coming back my lean gains are coming back I even saw some abs today when I took my shirt off it's uh it's looking yeah. good it's all looking good but we also have a story from one of our tribes so, uh, just too distracted still by this period so this is a word that if Yanni i was Yanni, i'd be regressing back to year five grammar and <laughs> 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 it, 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 there's there's an there's this annoying thing in anatomy where there are some words that sound very similar that just have entirely different meanings and so when you say perineal like perineal pain that means basically gooch yeah yeah um, whereas, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's Richard per- knows perineal anyone who's got a wife who's had so. Children know about the perennials. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's annoying that the perennials yeah. are like the a good on the outside of. But yeah, basically the outside of your shin um, is is the perineal muscles of the fibularis. If you're American, so that's just why we all the, you know, the three of us just did these ones. But yeah, uh, yeah you're spot on. Um, it was very close. It yeah. was very close. <laughs> so uh, um, let's talk about Lucio's story because he's a is, is Lucio a Lucio is a UMS online coaching yeah. He was here and came and to the gym the other day. Yeah, he and was um, with, uh, he's a classic. We're going to use, sorry, Lucia, we're going to use you as an example here because you uh, have got a great story that we can we can hopefully give some value to everyone from. Um, he has started cycling again this year, and uh, yeah, he's been doing two weeks of it after um, not doing much, um, you know, in the past, and he's just suddenly developed pain in his um, just above his patella. So. Uh, and he's just wondering, yeah, is, is it maybe uh, just, you know, too much too soon sort of thing or if it's, you know, and maybe he should go back to just doing stuff in the gym or maybe just cycling is not for him. So, um, yeah, and I thought, like, this is a good example of just that, you know, when you're starting a new activity, which is just quite different from, you know, what he's been doing. Like, he's really committed to all these calisthenics work and all the work in the gym. And it's, you know, uh, he's saying he's just started doing three to four um, kilometres, which, you know, for someone who's a high-level cyclist isn't, like, you know, that would be a little warm-up, but for someone who's never really done much cycling before, that can be a real change. So, um, and yeah. It's not, it's not so much, I mean, yes, of course, the distance is, is the volume, but it's also the frequency. The frequency is one of the big factors that we don't really take into consideration. You know, like you need enough time and, and, and depending on how conditioned your body is to that specific 
activity, that, you know, you, you're going to need a greater time to recover if you're less conditioned, right? So we like to tell people that if they're new to something, 72 hours is the minimum that you should really give yourself a, a recovery so that the super compensation can take place and your body can adapt properly. And, and then, of course, you've got to um, manage the amount of volume and intensity of it as well. There's sort of the, those three variables. Yeah, you know? I mean, well, I'd love to hear from like a, you know, when you get uh, some kids coming through at the Giants when they're starting out in their pre-season, like kind of what's it look like? Because I think this is a good example of, you know, someone who like people who are already like quite fit and athletic, just like Lucio is, but then um, often starting fairly new sort of activities. Yeah, so. I think you're always going to have a bit of a spark up of something if you start something new. It's called DOMS. Um, but then if it starts isolating to, you know, the top of your knee, as he's highlighted, I think you want to go back and go, okay, cool, we've started something new, but have we set ourselves up to manage this new exercise. So I'm not saying you sit at home and sit on a stationary bicycle to, you know, functional train, but um, you, you want to, you know, if you're going to do a 5K ride, have you, is, is your quads developed there? If you've got some quad strength or quad exposure, um, you haven't cycled for a while, what's your flexibility like? If you haven't cycled for a while, it's going to get really technical here, but what's your seat height like? Um, yeah. Again, it, there's so many different facets we can yeah. look into, but I think you've got it spot on. If you go do a ride on Monday, yeah, it felt great. Go drive, go do a ride on Tuesday. Oh, that felt great. Get to Wednesday. Oh, I'm a bit sore now. So you, you've hit it on the nail. So I'll do a the frequ- ride on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my brain works um, with my running. Yeah. You know? So frequency is, you know, it's good to have a deload or so forth. You know, you want to have the intensity, but frequency is what really matters and when and how. Yeah. <laughs> but you also want to be conditioned for it. Like I know four or five k's might, for some might not sound like much, yeah. but you want to be conditioned for four or five Ks and the only way you condition yourself is if you build yourself up to it. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Rad, had, Rad had a really great story uh, coming out of the military where he, where, um, the popularity of barefoot running took off and uh, and I was in the gym wearing those little Vibram five fingers and it was very trendy to do so and, and uh, Rad decided to give him a crack in the military and then he decided to wear them through his PT, right? <laughs> what happened there? Well, I had a few things I was going to say, but I, th- I was going to actually save them for a sports physio. I was going to say. Yeah, no, we, uh, yeah, I came down to Sydney and everybody was in the Vibrams and they were the cool thing to do. And at the time I was learning a lot from Aaron over at his gym and everybody was running around barefoot. And so I got some Vibrams and I took them back and uh, we went on a, we went on a run. And the good thing about the army is that you don't get to choose anything that you do. You just do what they tell you to do. And we went on a light run that day for um, for eight k's, and I actually the run felt all right. I was like, oh wow, they, you know, these are interesting. It's different. You got to strike the ground with your toes, and it's all different. And I was a bit sore afterwards. And uh, the next day, the doms kick in, and they got worse and worse and worse until about day four. And I couldn't even. I'll never forget it because you got to march in the army. You got to march everywhere, and there's a gate that you have to take, a gate pattern. And I couldn't step my foot behind my pelvis where I went on my toes at all because the doms were so bad. I had to walk with only putting my feet in front of me and I had to basically, you have to get what's called a medical chit, which is a little piece of paper from a doctor that says you don't have to do X, Y, and Z because you're injured. And I had to get a medical chit because my couldn't doms walk. were so bad I couldn't walk. <laughs> and it was so funny. I, I, got, I, got, I, got out, I got out of one of the biggest parades that these guys had to do. And a parade is like one of the worst things that you have to do in the army. You've got to stand out in the sun and you've got to turn this way and salute and go that way and march for like three hours. And I was the only one 
<laughs> a battalion. There was like 300 guys out there and I was standing on the side in the shade because <laughs> I had a shit that said I didn't have to march. It was oh so funny. Oh, God. Everyone hated me for it. And look, this is a, a, another example of the, you know, the, the mismanagement of load and how it can end up causing like quite... Yeah, exactly. Because people, uh, you know, there are plenty of people who do run in, um, you know, either barefoot or those yeah. um, sandals that, uh, you know, the, that became popular with bo- the Born to Run book or people who run purely barefoot. I think there was a guy who was just doing the um, Boston Marathon run and he did like three hours 40 or something in, and he ran in a loincloth and totally barefoot. Um, <laughs> which was, <laughs> was, was so unreal. To the next level. He went full. He went yeah, full yeah, yeah. Um, and he grew, minimalist. He grew his, you never go full minimalist. <laughs> he, grew, <laughs> he grew his hair out as well and he was really playing into it but he kind of wanted to show that you know people get so lost in like uh you know all the latest developments of of you know and, and, that, no that, and yeah all the gear can be a bit of like a almost like a paralysis for people who you know yeah. just think oh i can't do it because i don't get the right shoes and so he spent a year gradually training up to do it totally barefoot and he did it but that's the key thing is he spent a year getting there he yeah. didn't just go i'm gonna run the barefoot yeah. like the boston marathon barefoot he would have yeah, back, back to malicious and so quote. for the for the calves like by not having um a bit of a slope foot in your shoe that really like puts a whole lot more um, you know, load through the calves and that running style, it forces you a bit more uh, forefoot and that's gonna heavily overload the calves. And as you know, for people who have conditioned to that, totally fine. But for people <laughs> who haven't, it's as a new stimulus just gonna tip you over. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember talking about all the gear? Do you remember in Fitness First those guys that used to come in for the spin classes at lunchtime? Oh goodness me. There were there were dudes yeah. that used to come in for the spin <laughs> classes for a stationary bike class. With sunglasses they, on. But they had no they had the full they looked like they were ready for Tour de France, mate. They <laughs> yeah, had the I full know. bike gear, they had the Some cleats shoes take, on. Some there. people take this. I mean the cleats make a difference. Very seriously. Oh, it was all the gear no idea, isn't it? Yeah. Blakely here saying they're still cool, referring to Vibrams and uh, yeah, mate. They're, they're still absolutely cool. Yeah, yeah no. Well, we train barefoot all the time. And uh, if I was training at a gym where they didn't allow you to train barefoot, if you had to wear shoes, I'd be wearing Vibrams 100%. And that's what we used to do at Fitness First. We used yeah. to wear our Vibrams. We but Blakely, we the only reason why we don't barefoot. wear Vibrams is that we have a gym that allows us to train barefoot because we know the bosses. So we know the owners. <laughs> that so, yeah. That's right. And we found Fayus. Failures are about a tenth of the price, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, look, look, guys. You know this is uh, this is where we want to really just dr- bang home the most important message of today, which is patience. If you guys attack your training, no matter what you're doing, uh, without patience, and you are impatiently trying to achieve a goal or a, a result, it most of the time will end in uh, probably worse than stiff calves. You know, it'll Mm. end in some form of an injury where you end up uh, really, really needing uh, the support and consultation of the two boys at the end of the table here, which is not a bad thing because it does support uh, their, you know, their kids going through university (laughs) and all that sort of thing. But, but, um, you know, we we, we really want you guys to understand that... um, uh, especially in Lucio's, it, the answer is no. It's it's not that cycling is not for him. It's just that he needs to find the right entry point for himself and manage his load so that he's just exposing himself to that new exercise at the right level. You know, he's managing his load, and that for some people like Lucio might be a very minimal amount, and only once a week for now, and then he'll move up to twice a week and a little bit more exposure, and then a little bit more, and it might take him six months to get 
to the point where he's running, uh, he's cycling 100 kilometers and just crushing it. But that's okay. Yeah, you and know? that's that's a perfect definition of progressive overload. Yeah. Perfect definition for it. So. And yeah, you just got to remember that with like, you know, some people think like, oh, I spend all this time in the gym. I do, you know, I do my squats. I do like all this quad strengthening stuff. Like I should be able to just jump on a bike and, and have quads that are, you know, bulletproof to cycling. But that's where specificity of your training really comes yeah. into um, into it. And we've talked before about, um, you know, muscle fiber types and, um, you know, contractile types and your, your body adapts to what you're spending time doing so if you've spent all your time doing sort of just pure like you know uh like weights training and use sort of max reps maybe in a like endurance phase would be up to what like 12 reps we would rarely do more than that um yeah. for like a squat for example so um you know you, you've basically then you jump on a bike and now suddenly you're doing you know uh what like 90 rpm or something around yeah. that is generally around the sweet spot for cycling suddenly you're although it's a much lower load it's a totally different contractile type and uh different energy systems as well involved yeah. in it and so that's why it doesn't just work seamlessly like you know get strong quads have strong quads for everything so um and yeah it's it's really um you know it becomes a bit of a um you know an art and a science of of understanding how your gym you can adapt your gym um programs to assist in these other sort of cardio sports but you know at the end of the day you've just got to try and um you know you've got to gradually change things you can't just jump in and yeah change things drastically yeah and and it's you know it's something that you have to also take into consideration that in most cases you're adding that new activity to gym too so there's that variable there that you've now got two different types of stimulus that are going to um you know not compete with each other but they're going to add and um to each other that you know it, to the to the to the load bucket that we use the uh, the um, answer for. So if you're already filling your bucket in the gym and then you add cycling to that, the bucket is obviously going to overflow, yeah. Uh, yeah. and so you may need to make adjustments there as well. Now let's just rip through a few of these comments because we do have a few people um, uh, answering the question of the, the day, and we do have the online so. coaching coming in for a. Uh, so we've got to bring this in for a landing. So everyone who is part of the online coaching group will be there in four minutes exactly or maybe a minute after but because richie's got to change the stream over but get ready for our daily group coaching call uh so first and foremost um we got joseph gilbert saying didn't start this year but on week eight of couch to 5k running nice. program which good is one. awesome good work uh which is essentially um a a really great beginner running program uh and then and also great for someone who's taken like used to be a really good runner and has taken time off running so that's the thing it's not yeah. just beginners it's anyone who's not been doing it for a long time yeah. so don't correct yeah. it was a bizarre experience walking for months on end and i and i built up to being quite a quick walker but you know i was probably the most buff looking dude on the bridge <laughs> and you got all these people that were way more out of shape than me banging past me jogging and i'm walking you know uh, it, but it's just the way you've got to do it you i'll be doing it for a long time uh, he's also said, Joseph Gilbert's also said, also today was day one, week one of Foundations Phase 3. Ouchie, my ego. Uh, it does it does shock you. It's a, it's a general prep program, but it's not an easy program. Uh, and we've got um, Clay uh, Conway saying, woohoo, you said my name right. It's <laughs> <laughs> little things. Not a hard one to get, Clay. Um, and then we've got uh, Joseph Gilbert going, can you DM info about virtual consultation? We've done that. Yeah, uh, um, for anyone who is interested about uh, you know online and virtual consultations, um, head along to our website, which is adpt.physio. So not .com .physio, and yeah. you can find out more there. So nice. Or send us an email at uh, team at adpt.physio, and we'll fill you out. And he, they they will take good care of you. 
Craig Jenkins is saying answer the question not yet, but was looking to start jujitsu, and here's the clincher, and nice. possibly rugby. I'm I'm assuming uh, that's real rugby because he said real rugby here. Contactless bucket list stupidity. I'm 70 kilograms and will probably get broken in half, but it will be fun getting broken <laughs> in half, and that's the important thing. Uh, I I quit playing rugby league in my teens because I was literally getting broken in half, and uh, I got knocked out too many times in one year, and so I went and boxed. <laughs> uh, and this is the guy where they're all listening to <laughs> yeah that's right that's right but uh look man good luck with that just my my advice is um put on as much muscle as possible get your body strong uh the more str- you know generally the more strength you've got uh the the, the more cushion for the bruising you know <laughs> it's well, it's true. Like uh, going and playing a contact sport when you're an adult, it's painful. It yeah. is really painful. Uh, but uh, the jujitsu is amazing. Jujitsu, I, I love. My kids uh, do a bit of jujitsu, and and it's a really great movement practice because it's just, you know, it's you, you move in all sorts of different ways. It's 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 good fun. So crush that. Good luck with all of that. Um, and I think that's pretty much Well, we've got to get on our touching yeah. call. Yeah. So let's do that. All right, guys, we're going to jump over to the other group now. If you're not part of the UMS online coaching, what are you doing? Uh, you're missing out on the real coaching because this, <laughs> uh, this, is, this is just, um, you know, shit talking on this show. Oh, what are you talking <laughs> about? Uh, okay, no, guys. I think it's important to quickly just talk about the difference. So, you know, here is all about sort of general education and, you know, we're hoping to give you all the tools you need to figure it out yourself. But in the online coaching, what we're doing is, you know, analyzing specific videos, coaching. doing very specific things. So, uh, yeah, that's the next step. Yeah, mm. that's right. Very all right, absolutely. guys, uh, join us tomorrow. Tune in. We're going to continue on with our athletic development, uh, athletic development series. We're going to be talking about the role of a strength coach uh to no we're not we're, we're talking about um complexity. the variables of progress movement complexity oh we're going deep uh we'll see you all tomorrow and for the online coaching tribe we'll see you in a couple of minutes health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there we'll start focusing on movement goals strength goals flexibility goals when you nail that skill it's there forever the body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.